Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. If you are like me, it is disheartening to listen to the news and see the horrific things that are happening in our country, in our state, in our city, and in some of our homes. There's murders and neglect and abuse and trafficking and violence. God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land. God has the solution to our sin problem. Stay tuned after today's broadcast and we're going to invite you to come out and join us for a week of fasting and prayer for our children, our community, our city, our country, our culture, and our churches. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. If you are a Christian, a born-again believer, if you have been in, if you have invited Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior, there are a few things that you believe for sure. And I want to go through that today as I talk to you about God's solution to man's problem. You may not believe it, but there is a problem, and man has a problem. And that problem had to have a solution, but if you are a believer, here's some things that you must know and that you must hold on to. Number one, that Jesus Christ came into this world and died for your sins. That's the fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith. Jesus came and he died for our sins. If you do not believe that, you are not a Christian. You have to believe that to be a Christian. Secondly, you have to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Not only did he die, but he got up. And that as you put your faith in him, you were saved from perishing in the eternal fires of hell. You have to believe that to be a Christian. Now, if you just believe that there are a whole lot of ways to the Lord, you don't have to really believe that he really got up. That could be figurative. Then you're not a Christian. You're not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the fundamental principle of the Christian faith. And as I look out on the landscape of the culture and of the world, I am more convinced than ever that we have to get back to the basics of what we believe because it has been watered down so much that you can hardly even taste the gospel in what is being preached today. As I reflect on what has occurred in that crucifixion and that resurrection, I also reflect on why it occurred. Not just what occurred, but why. When God looked on the earth at mankind, he was well aware of the problem that affected every person in the world. And that problem was and is sin. So I want to give you a definition of sin in case you don't even know what it is since we haven't talked about it in a couple of generations. Everybody think they're in just because they come to church. 
But there was a, and there is a sin problem. You can take everything that seems to be going wrong in the world today and distill it down to one issue. When you come to violence, abuse, sex trafficking, mass killings, divorce, all of those things, thievery, stealing. It's got one common denominator. Y'all want to guess what it is? Sin. What is sin? Sin is to miss the mark. That's an odd definition of sin. It's to miss the mark. Well, what mark? The mark that God set. God set a standard of living. God set a mark of his own righteousness and his own requirements and his own command. He set the mark. I don't set it. The preacher doesn't set the mark. God set the mark. And when we don't hit the mark that he sets, then he calls it sin. You missed the mark that I have set for you. It is to fail to obey the law and the command of God. It is to come short of reaching the goal that God has set. God set this standard. God says, do not lie. Well, when we lie, we miss that mark. And God said, you, that's us. I call that transgression. I call it sin. God said, do not steal from one another. Well, it had to be one another. You can't steal from yourself. Do not steal. Well, so when we steal, we miss the mark and God calls it sin. God who is holy and God who is righteous set the mark and the standard by his commands and his laws. And that is what Paul the apostle said about sin in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 3, 23, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He says, all of y'all and all of us, including me, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That all includes everybody. Everybody had sinned because we have been born with a sin nature, an inclination to sin. Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. You may think you're good enough, but he said, no, you're not righteous. You may think, I don't do nothing to nobody. He said, no, but you're not righteous. Just because you haven't done anything to anybody yet don't mean you ain't fitting to do something. I thought I'd throw that in, fitting to. That's not, that's not for Mississippi. That's, that's fifth war. You lying to do something. And you're going to do something because you are a sinner just by the fact that you have been born in this world. He says, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away and they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one, nobody is exempt, and nobody has a pass from sin. So how do we get there? We got there through our father Adam, who disobeyed God's command, 
And the Bible says, through him, sin entered the world. And sin uh, has this orientation is that I want to do what I want to do. That was what the serpent sold to Eve and Adam. God doesn't want you to make up your own mind so you can do what you want to do because you got good enough sense to figure out what you want. That was the case he made to them. God doesn't want you to, the reason he doesn't want you to eat of that tree is because he knows when you eat of that tree that you're going to be able to see how to make your own decisions. In other words, uh, the serpent told Adam and Eve, don't worry about what God says. Uh, uh, He's trying to mess you up. He's trying to get you to a point where you can't do your own thing. You'll be able to see, and the Bible said in Genesis chapter 3, that when they ate of the tree, their eyes were open, and they began to walk by sight, what they thought, what they saw, what they thought was good, what they thought was right. They made up their own mind. And if you talk to anybody, when you talk to them about God and about sin, they'll say, no, that's what you think. I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. But I know what the Bible say, but I don't see it that way. God gave us our own good sense. They're saying the same thing the serpent said in the garden. See there? You can make your own mind up. But look at what Romans 5.12 says, because sin has consequences. Romans 5.12 says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin And in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. When Adam disobeyed God's command, he missed that mark, he sinned. Because, in fact, God told him and said, listen, I'm going to give you all the trees of the garden. You have all the creation. You're in charge of everything I made. And I'm just going to tell you, you can enjoy everything I've given you except this one tree. Don't eat of that tree. In fact, the day you eat of that tree, you will surely die. You're going to die. God's thought and his plan was that I'm going to fellowship and enjoy the company of mankind, my creation, for eternity. That's what I want to do. I want to fellowship with him. I want to commune with with man. I want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. I want to enjoy my fellowship with him and my relationship with him. And he says, when, if, when you eat of this tree, you will surely die. We're going to break fellowship and you're going to die and you're going to be not eternal anymore. You're going you're gonna to die. You're gonna, your life is going to waste away. We're going to be separate. And that's what happens. The day you eat of it, you will die. That's the consequences. Paul put it this way in Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. Uh, people say, well, I might be sinning. I ain't dead yet. Everybody going to die. Well, he's not talking about that die. There's what is called a second death. Because everybody's going to pass out physically. This physical body is going to waste away. But don't you know you're more than just physical? There's a you inside of you. And that's the you he's talking about. He's not talking about the physical. He's talking about the eternal. Man is a spirit. You got a spirit on the inside of you. And that spirit is going to either live with God eternally or you're going to suffer a second death in hell fire. That's what he's talking about. 
Because of your sin, you can't stand in my presence. You're going to be separated from me, and you will surely die. He said, don't let nobody fool you. You will die. You will be in a hell fire. Jesus talked about hell almost more than anything else he talked about. Okay, now I got quiet now. See, the job of the church is to prepare you for eternity, not to prepare you for living here. Over the last generation, we start preparing you for living here so much that you don't even want to go. You get your best life now. If this is your best life now, you're in trouble. The only one who will have a best life now is the sinner. The rest of it is hell for eternity. So enjoy yourself right now because it's going to be hell after this. But if you're a believer, this is your worst life. You may enjoy things, and we, God wants you to enjoy and have an abundant life, but we're not putting all of our efforts and interest and all of our work just to stay here because we're leaving. Everybody's leaving here. Jesus came and said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Jesus said that. He says, I know what I'm talking about. I came from eternity. I'm going to eternity. And what is it going to profit you to gain everything here and lose your soul for eternity? He said, come on now. I'm here to give you some understanding about what's going to happen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. He says, now you got wages or you got a gift? Wages of sin is death. I would be remiss in my duties as a pastor if I didn't warn you of what was coming. Let you make your own decision, but I'm here to warn you. There is heaven and there is hell. And there's only two destinations you're going through. So don't buy this lie every time you go to a funeral. Everybody's in a better place. Well, we know they're in a better place. You know what I say at a funeral? We know they are not here. I have no idea where they're going. Because they're going to have to stand before the judgment of God and he decides. He knows whether you've made a decision. He knows whether or not you've invited Jesus Christ into your Lord and Savior. He knows whether you've confessed of your sins and have repented of them and invited him in to be your Lord and Savior. And you're going to church only doesn't save you. We got a church full of attenders and pretenders. But just your coming to church don't save you. If you are not saved, you might as well stay home. Here's what Paul said to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? And they say, wicked? What are you talking about, wicked? He said, okay, if you don't know, do not be deceived. Don't you fool yourself is what he's saying. Don't you be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, or drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. I didn't say that. That's what the Bible said. So don't get mad at me. I mean, he's a hater. I ain't no hater. I'm a lover. I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's what the Bible says. Don't you fool yourself. It's no time to fool yourself. The time is short. The clock is ticking. 
The sand is going through the hourglass. It's not time for us just to have church and feel good when we leave here. It's time to get right before you get left. Revelation 21, 8 says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. And he said, this is the second death. Your first death is your physical one. Now, he said you will have a second death in the lake of fire. Now, that's why Jesus came. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, he didn't want people going to the lake of fire, that he sent his only son. Go down and help the people out, will you? God loved his creation so much that he had a solution for the sin problem. The solution's in Romans 5. Verse 6 through 8, you see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for the ungodly. You know who the ungodly were? Us. We were. While we were yet sinners and yet in sin. Look at verse 7. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, while we were still sinning, while we couldn't help ourselves. And listen, you might have thought you were in control when you were a sinner, when you were living your life. You thought it was just you. This is me. I'm just doing my thing. No, nobody got a thing. You either got the devil's thing or God's thing. You don't have a thing. He just got you thinking this is your own thing. It's just me. I'm just living my life. No, you don't have no life to live. It's not your life. If it was yours, you could keep it. <laughs> you can't keep it. It's, it's wasting away. When the devil told you to lie, you'd lie. When he tell you to steal, you'd steal. When he tell you to fight, you'd fight. When he tell you to cuss, you'd cuss. You thought it was you, but it was him. You, and some of y'all are like, I didn't know that. No, that ain't you. That's the devil. That's demonic activity. That's demon forces. Who you think it is going to these high schools killing these folks? Those folks are full of demons. You know, they don't need no riddling. That demon need to be cast out. That's demonic activity. You don't recognize it when you see it. Folks walking in and trying to take somebody's car and kill some mother over just so they can ride in a car for a few blocks and ditch it? That's demonic activity. You said that don't make no sense. That's because it's demonic. Let's call it what it is. Well, the kids, just, they just need a job. No, he, he, it ain't the job. They're just poor. No, we were poor. We didn't do all that stuff. Don't talk about they just poor living in poverty. No, no, no. Poverty don't make you crazy like that. That's demonic activity. And somebody got to speak up and say, no, that's what it is. Call it what it is. The devil is running rampant. And he knows his time is winding up. And he's on extra strength. Just like you got extra strength stuff at your house. Extra strength washing powder. Extra strength this. The devil is extra strength now. Because he knows his time is not long. Whatever people were doing is on steroids. 
Sexual activity is on steroids. Pornography is on steroids. Your kids are walking around with it in their phones and you letting them look at it and you, ain't, you don't even know what they're doing. I've heard 10-year-old kids say, I was looking at pornography on my phone. My parents didn't know nothing about that. And you buy it and give it to them. They ain't got no job. If you're going to give them a phone that young, it ought to be able to do one thing, call. Can't see nothing. Go get them a flip phone. You can still get those. You say, I need to call him. Well, he's doing more than calling. He's texting his naked pictures, and he's nine. Everything is on, a, on, on another pathway right now, very fast and furious. The devil is saying, I ain't got time to waste. He's trying to get as many people to go his direction as he can, and God's trying to get many to go the direction that he can. The problem is the devil's forces are more vocal and stronger than ours. The believers are just rejoicing, and we ain't even rejoicing good. You come to church. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Not only are we not telling people about Jesus Christ, we're not spreading the gospel, we're not challenging them to come to Christ, we just have to try to pump you up just to come to church. But the world is party and hearty, going to hell in a handbasket, and every time, just turn on TV and watch all this crazy stuff going on. Amen. And so what are we doing? There's a problem in the earth, there's a problem. But I like the scripture that says where sin abounds. Grace much more abound. He said in the right time, he sent his son so he can come in and make a difference. I believe people are going to be more open to the word of God as soon as the believers begin to open their mouths and start giving it to them. They're ready to hear the gospel. They're ready to hear the truth because the gospel, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel for in the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Just tell them that they're sinners and need to be saved. Watch the gospel go in there and grab them by the heart and reach out into that spirit man and say repent and be baptized you don't have to be scared of them just the God this is a great time for the gospel to be preached and to be shared with men and women and say you need to be saved do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior let the Holy Spirit do his work for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him, look at what he said. Jesus said this, shall not perish. What does perishing mean? He said, you're going to hell. I came so you don't have to go. People said, well, why would a loving God send people to hell? God ain't sending you. You're already on your way. He's trying to rescue you. You were going to hell as fast as you could. He sent his son so that you wouldn't have to go. He sent his word so that you wouldn't have to go. He sent the preacher so you wouldn't have to go. He ain't trying to send you to hell. He's trying to keep you from going. You were already on your way. This is Jerry G. Martin. I want you to know that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how many situations and trials you're going through, God has the answer to your problem. God has a solution to the sin problem, and that's salvation through Jesus Christ. We can get discouraged by the things that we see on the news or in a culture, the violence, the anger, the dissent, the division among people. There is a solution to this problem. If the believers are the light of the world, why is it so dark out there? God wants his people to be revived and to let his light shine so that those who are in darkness can come to him. 
This week, beginning Monday, November the 1st, we're in five nights of prayer and fasting. You can join right along with us. God put the burden on the shoulders of his people. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear it and I will heal your land. We will be meeting at 7 o'clock p.m. in person at our worship center at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you feel the urgency to come and join with other believers and pray, come on out and be with us. We will lift our voice to the Lord and ask him to revive us, to renew us, and to heal our land. We have family members that need the saving and delivering power of Jesus Christ. We have issues in our lives that only the miracle hand of God can take care of. For more information, call us at 281-964-1393. Bring your request. Be our guest and join us as we pray. 7 o'clock p.m., 16161 Old Humble Road. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.